The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Schmozone Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Egg Weights, the only hand weights in the world that conform to your body's natural movements. Love these things. Have the custom Schmo ones here in Abu Dhabi. Great for working out, any type of training. Today's guest uses egg weights. Love them. They're great. Use the promo code SCHMO10 to get 10% off when you visit eggweights.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by OriginMain.com. Love using their products. The Jocko products. Got their Go. Got their Jocko Mulk right here. Staying fit on the road. Got their Krill Oil. Their Vitamin D3. Staying healthy. Doing some active stuff here in Abu Dhabi. Check them out. Use the promo code SCHMO to get 15% off at checkout. OriginMain.com. Let's start this show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Schmozone. This is episode number 50. We are halfway to the century mark. I'm Dave Schmolenson, a.k.a. the Schmo. She's already grabbing the mic because we're sharing it. She's Helen Yee with Helen Yee Sports. And not only is it episode number 50 and it's halfway to that century mark, but we are actually halfway across the world back in Fight Island. It is Fight Island. It's around 6 a.m. here. I don't know if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. We're doing our best to put one of these podcasts out every Tuesday. Uh, we got a special guest in store for you, by the way, today from the other side of the world. But uh, we are here on Fight Island. Cat's out of the bag if you don't already follow the journey already. Yes, we're very excited to be back. I know we have a lot of big things planned. Don't want to reveal it yet, but make sure you stay tuned to both of our channels. Yes, and by the way, it is super weird to be doing this podcast with the Schmo mic flag. We need a Schmo Zone mic flag, and we need two microphones too. If we're going to be doing these on the road from Flight Island and stuff like that, we got to be doing it like this. But that's the beauty of it being only episode 50, right? Feels like we've done so many more. But the beauty of it is one day when we're on episode 1793 we're gonna look back and be like remember episode number 50 where we only had that one microphone and then it had your logo on it and we we had to share it you know we got the shirts down pat though the schmozone shirts uh if you don't if you haven't purchased them already they're available at the schmozone.com get your merch yes and uh get your t-shirt yeah yeah t-shirts face masks face shields because you know it's 2021. 2021. Here we are. So look, three amazing fight cards. The UFC's debut on ABC. That's kicking things off with Calvin Cater, Max Holloway. Then after that, very exciting matchup between Neil Magny, Michael Chiesa for that Wednesday night fight card. And then the big cojones, 
between the rematch. the rematch between McGregor and Poirier, we are stoked. And fights will uh, fans will be there in attendance for these fights. I know. I, I'm super excited. And this will be our first time checking out the Etihad Arena. Yes, we're going to get a tour of that uh, tomorrow. Today, we have a loaded day. We'll be doing a bunch of interviews yeah. for this uh, Holloway card. But um, let's get into Holloway and Cater card. Can't just say one name. Let's get into the guest today. Um, that's why y'all clicking on this thing. He's the one and only yes. former UFC Bantamweight champion, Cody Nolove Garbrandt. He's going to be joining us from California momentarily. Excited to talk to him. I know, super stoked. Always great to catch up with Cody, so I'm excited just to see how his training's going and, of course, right, when his return back to the Octagon will be. I know he wants to fight Aldo, but we got to hear it from the man himself. Let's catch up with him. There's so many good things to talk about. Exciting times to be a UFC Bantamweight or UFC flyweight. Let's see which one he prefers to fight for the title for. And uh, there's a lot to talk to him about. So let's bring him on. And I think he's calling in right now. Let's get Cody on the line. Today's special guest in the Schmo Zone is the one and only number three ranked UFC bantamweight in the world, Cody No Love Garbrandt. Thanks for joining us today, Cody. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it, man. You're joining us from the other side of the world at 6.40 a.m. our time, 6.40 p.m. Pacific time, your time. What a difference. You guys look ready to take on the day, though, I tell you that much. Yeah. How was your day, though, most importantly? It was great. I had an early morning training session. It was a great practice. I was able to lift right after, and then I was able to come home and uh, take my son to the park for a little bit, and then... uh, just now I'm just refueling. So it's like trying to eat all these meals to, you know, refuel for tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big sparring day. Um, and actually last week was the first time that I sparred since July, since having the COVID. Um, and I felt great. So I'm just, just taking this momentum and keep going. You know, my body's um, doing well with the stress um, added to the mixed martial arts. My conditioning is great from, from the cycling and the strength and the conditioning. Um, you know, now it's getting the fast switch muscles firing and, and the footwork and, and all that stuff and the skill work that comes in, in mixed martial arts. So very, very thankful that I'm you know healthy and, and back to the grind um, like I wanted to be. I was going to say, I see all your posts about cycling. That is such amazing conditioning. Um, how many miles do you go and how's all that training going? Have you worked yourself up to doing some competitions, maybe some triathlons, half Ironmans? Yeah, you know, I think that that's something in the future, you know, to do that keeps the competitive nature going, uh, maybe in between fights. You know, the Diaz, they do it um, a lot with some of their, their teammates as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely that's something that I look forward in the future. I love biking. I love the um, – it's tough. You know, it's hard. It's hard. A lot of times we're doing 50 miles after like we'll do an MMA practice and then MMA practice you're just drained after. So we jump on the bike and we'll go 50 miles and try to smash as fast as we can um, up and then come back. So usually about 50 miles. Um, right now, I actually just got done riding with uh, Corey Williams and he's the number one um, crit racer in, in, in the u.s having his brother the williams brother you guys have to check him out and we just went down in santa monica and did a nice big uh big big ride like a lot of climbing and he was just kind of just picking his brain on you know because crit race is a lot of sprint work 
um, towards the end, if you know what, what crit racing is. Um, it was for me, it's, it's great because it helps me um, keep my um, endurance as low impact, especially cutting all the calories. I was going to go to 25. Uh, now, you know, um, you know, with the rematch with, with Figgy and Moreno, I'm going to stay at 35, um, you know, um, campaigning for this Jose Auto fight in April. So I'm going to stay at 35. Um, so I'm switching my cycling training up a little bit to where it's more a lot of sprint work that builds the muscle and endurance. Now that I have my um, aerobic system um, as high as it's been ever in my entire my entire life, uh, I just did the VO2 testing um, and uh, it's, it's really high. So being able to Usually I have one thing, you're either aerobic, which a lot of, you know, conditioning or, or faster. A lot of that, you don't live in the same world like that. So if I'm able to translate uh, the gas tank, which I've never had a problem with cardio, um, it's also the fast switch muscle and the speed and the power and have them kind of correlate together. I mean, it's, I'm excited to see it translate over to MMA. I can see it in training already. Uh, now I'm excited to see it in the fight. That's why I want Jose Aldo in a five-round fight. I feel like my conditioning um, is far more superior than my speed and power can translate from the first to the fifth round. Um, that's a fight that I'm campaigning for. And I'm on the Schmo Show to uh, hopefully get everyone on board. Jose Aldo, legend in the sport. I mean, that's a great fight to happen. But what happens if, obviously, there's the, the flyweight fights. We wanted to see Davidson Figueredo. You wanted to come down to have that fight with him. Um, does Jose Aldo get precedent over getting an opportunity to fight for a flyweight belt? Let's say the Moreno fight, the rematch falls out. I would say whatever contract signed first. You know, if, if they were one of the, you know, fighters of Moreno or Figgy were hurt, or something happened and they wanted to be like, Hey, you know, cause I got the, I got the shot. I, I got it with the Perez COVID happened, you know, like, all right, then obviously the rematch they're doing the rematch. So I'm like, I'm not going to sit and wait for this title shot for eight months. Possibly I'm going to stay sharp. Like I want to be in the, I want to be in the octagon, you know? And I think, I think that the, the best outcome for me is having Jose auto. Cause it's a risk, you know, um, the reward's great. You know, I have a, a legend in my cap. Um, I stay, stay, you know, at the tops of the, the Bantamweight division. I go down and fight for the title after they fight in maybe August, September. Um, this is my perfect scenario uh, planning out. Oh, obviously, last year, my vision <laughs> didn't come, uh, come, come correct. But, you know, it's everything happens for a reason. But Aldo in April, and then whoever wins out of Figgy and um, Moreno and August, September, and then we'll see who wins uh, Sterling and, and Jan, and we can do a December scrap in the year, big, big fight card. So I like to have three fights, and then you got TJ in the mix too. Um, he's got to prove to himself that he can keep a needle out of his ass and that he can fight clean and he can win these fights, and he can rise back up through uh, the rankings because uh, um, you, you did you did probably one of the worst things you can do in sports, inside of sports, you know, um, and you only got a two-year suspension for it. So you have to come in and do a lot of proving that you can fight clean, that you can win being a clean athlete, which I don't think that he will be um, the same fighter. There's this, I just know that um, without the aid of EPO. Um, so you don't get to come in and call the shots. You don't get to call and say this is your title because you disrespected the sport in that kind of manner. So, But that that's a fight down the road. You know, I'm, I'm – 
you know, everyone talks about a 10 year plan. I'm talking about, you know, the next four or five fights, you know, and that's why, you know, in a perfect world that would happen. So yeah, you got him back in the mix. Hopefully he can, you know, stay clean and uh, respect the game and, and make his way back to the top, but he's got to prove himself first. Um, but that's why I went auto um, because I'm not going to sit eight months and wait for the rematch or whoever wins the rematch and let them heal and fight. Um, and being an active fighter, that's what kills someone's career. And I've had enough in activity from COVID and, um, you know, injuries that I've had. But this last year was just, you know, COVID stole world title for me. Um, and, you know, I sit there and say that as a selfish manner because there's a lot of people that have lost lives and people that they loved over it, you know. So um, it's just been, a, you know, a trying time for a lot of people in, in the world during this uh, pandemic. But I just, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm here. I'm, I'm speaking to you guys. I'm hopefully, you know, campaigning for this auto fight. I think that's the best fight, um, theoretically, that can happen with me not having to sit eight months to get a title shot. I want to fight, and I think that's a great name for me to go out there, stay sharp, get in camp. And, you know, he's a dangerous guy. You know, he's a dangerous guy. He doesn't get to, to where he was at without being dangerous. And he had his first win at 35, which he beat Marlon, but they gave it to him. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he's right there. He shows that he was game uh, in his last fight. And I think it's a, it's a fight for me. This keeps me sharp, keeps me, keeps me hungry, keeps me motivated to get off the couch and train. And then we fight Figgy down the road. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whoever wins out of that fight between him and Moreno. Moreno. I think that'd be a great like plan. What do you think, right? That's a fantastic show you guys' opinions. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so we're definitely on board with that, but... Um, you also just mentioned, you know, TJ and him needing to prove himself with his return. And there's a lot of talks like, who would he be fighting for his return? Who do you think makes sense for him? Ooh, who makes sense for TJ? Yeah. yeah. For his return um, back. I think TJ has got to be honest with himself. If TJ comes out and apologizes and, and takes you know, blame for what he did, then that's a step in the right direction. He still hasn't fully came and said that he did EPO is all some kind of bullshit about him cutting weight. Like you don't just do, you just don't stumble upon EPO first time in your career when you're cutting down the 125. That's, that's not, you did. There's anybody that knows EPO, how dangerous it is to take and to, to my, the, the reason why he got popped because he would, he had it down to a system down to a T at 135 pounds. Now you go and you're doing different supplements, you're doing different training, you're cutting 25. You might not know what it takes to get out of your system because you're cutting an extra 10 pounds. And that's how he got busted because he didn't have it mathematically or scientifically, whoever his, his doctors or team that is, you know, administering his EPO usage or himself. Cause you know, TJ is a pretty smart, smart individual, you know, and that's where he messed up. So he's just not, I think the first fight with TJ is just be admitting to, himself to the UFC to to everybody that you know he's been on and he's been doing it. and then then you know you'll you'll get 
you get my fair shake. Then you got to go out and compete, clean, win some fights. But it's honestly TJ's first fight is with himself, and um, that's why that's why he just needs to be honest with himself, honest with everybody. And we've had Jeff Nowitzki uh, from the UFC on our podcast. They don't test for EPO as regularly as other substances. It's not all the time. So I find that pretty interesting in this whole scenario too. That's, that's something that just doesn't come up in every single test that you guys get. Yeah. That's why I don't really fuck with Isada, man. Um, you know, I wasn't ever against fighting TJ, but I knew he was on, I knew what he was on and you go back and look at, tweets and, and things I said in conferences like hey I'm not against fighting TJ but I don't care if we got to pay for it let's do a third-party drug test but it kind of went silent no one really kind of you know took took my word for it until you know it popped up and then next time I have Jeff I didn't have Jeff's number he's texting me like sorry we didn't catch him sooner this and that it is what it is man like I'm not gonna cry over spilled milk but you just don't stum- stumble upon EPO in your career like that uh, at a title fight, he just, he just didn't have his his body um, mathematically, scientifically mapped out to get it out of the system time to time in between the uh, time load it took to fight. And you know, but he had it at thirty five, he had it down. You know what I mean? Like he could be there his whole time. But you throw something off, you know, you don't put something into an ingredient that you know the the cake's not going to be the same at the end. You know, one little little thing can can throw it off, and that's what happened there. Um, but I'm no, I'm no doctor. You're the former Bantamweight champion of the world coming off one of the best knockouts in 2020 against Rafael Asunza. That's the last time we saw you in the octagon. Do you think you're going to be holding the gold strap in the Bantamweight division or the flyweight division first? Well, let's see here. It kind of, I think the flyweight, the flyweight, because, uh, Obviously, Peter and, and Aljamain are fighting. That was announced. They're fighting January or February. Or, uh, March. March. Or March. Oh, March. Oh, okay. March. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, oh, man, it's it's tough, you know. It's, it's tough to see how that fight ends up um, And who do you think wins the, that fight? Yeah. Sorry. Loaded here. Let's see here. Um, I think Jan. Jan. Jan, definitely. Um He'll he'll um, shut down Aljamain's grappling. You know, he'll keep it. He'll keep it tough. He, he's a durable guy. He's got you know better stand up than Aljamain. Aljamain's guys. You you can't keep a pressure fighter off you the way that Aljamain throws kicks. When you got a pressure fighter in front of you, um, they're gonna find a way in there. And um, I think that it'll it'll be a you know the first two rounds would be pretty pretty competitive. I think, uh, once, you know, Peter starts, you know, getting his timing, his boxing timing, then it'll be, um, you know, off to the races. I feel, um, that is if he can, you know, we'll see how good his wrestling is. You know, I think that Faber had a lot of success in his fight, um, until he got tired, you know, he's 40 some years old, you know, uh, had a kind of a long layoff, um, before fighting, um, Peter, that he he I think Peter was kind of worried of his submissions in wrestling. That's why you didn't see him really open up too much. And Uriah was you know kept the pressure you know you know didn't didn't get locked up into it. So I, I don't know. Man. I'm kind of curious to see, but I think Peter will, will pull that one off. Um, I, I think so. I mean, he looked good against Aldo. Um, so I'm gonna go with Peter Yan uh, in that fight. But Ster- Sterling's looked good. You know, he's he's looked good. He's he's, he's risen to the occasion. Um, against Sanhagen, but uh, I think Sanhagen just kind of went out there and wasn't wasn't ready for 
wasn't ready for the that kind of fight. I don't know. I feel like he just what didn't have, didn't perform. You know, I feel like you know, Aljamain capitalized on a mistake and, or a weakness that Sanhagen had that no one really saw, and um, just wasn't ready for that kind of oh shit, I might be fighting for the title if I win this fight. Um, who knows? You know, it's 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 different when everyone's a Monday Monday morning quarterback. You know, when they see fights and stuff, but I think that's what it was. It just wasn't ready for that kind of spotlight and kind of shit down his leg a little bit. And then he comes out and has a great performance against Marlon, but I think Marlon's been on decline as well since he's left Jersey and has been on a top team. Um, I just don't think that you can kind of go, go with that, go with that kind of thing, but yeah, it's good. You know, the division's great. Both divisions are great. I think a lot of it, you know, Figgy's obviously at the top of his cause he's honestly, a 35 pounder fight at 25, you know, I think that he's been out here at our camp a few times where um, my, our jiu-jitsu coach has been in his corner. That's a big dude. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a big, he's a big 25 pounder. You know what I mean? I'm sure that he weighs more than me outside of camp, you know? So that's why he has trouble making the weight. Um, so, yeah, I think he's just, you know, he's one of those guys, those guys getting there and there's like, Oh, he's got that forward pressure and he keeps coming and keeps coming, but he got tagged up a lot by Moreno. And uh, uh, to, to me, it doesn't look like Moreno can bust a grape. You know, and they're going to fight again. And um, I don't think without the nutshot legal, you know, the legal low bow that it had been as close to a fight. But uh, Moreno's game, dude, he was landing some good stuff, but nothing that hurt, nothing that hurt um, Figgy. You know, I feel like when I crack those guys, they, they it's, it's it's a different ball game. If, if Davidson lets me hit him a third of what Moreno hit him. Um, He's going to be in a, in a lot of trouble, but my sights are set on Jose Aldo and that's what I'm getting ready for. I'm preparing for mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm watching um, a lot of his fights and just, you know, the rivalry he had with team alpha male. Um, it's great. You know, um, count on me to go in there, and get the job done when my mindset's, you know, where it's at and where I'm at um, physically, emotionally, uh, inside of my career. I feel like the last few years, I just leveled up and you know, I went through a lot to, to get here. And, you know, I don't take it for granted anymore. Dialed in like Baker Mayfield and the <laughs> Cleveland Browns in their playoff push. Oh, dangerous. Yes. How's that? How's that sound? Wow, man. Shocked a lot of people <laughs> like the Steelers themselves. I don't think Juju uh, Smith Schuster has gone over it quite yet. No, I saw him after the game. You kind of got to respect like big Ben. kind of just like, you know, big, feel for him because it's like damn he's like a competitor but it's like damn that felt good you know what i mean i wanted to be so happy in there showing i want to see let's show the brown celebrating not been upset you know what i mean that's i mean it's hard to see but it's it's been it's been a rough being a browns fan but i'm a diehard i'm loyal to him i'm a i'm a bears fan it's not much better no it's Especially not but hey dude i'm <laughs> yeah it's 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 great man it's i'm I, they they have – I was speaking with uh, Steve from TMZ right before here. I just feel like Baker is just one of those dudes that you want to have into your your foxhole. You know what I mean? Like I was telling the instance, the play that I saw, it was 28 nothing. It was like third and two. Baker goes for a play-action pass, runs it to the um, first down, three defenders. He stretches himself out to get it, and he's up 28 nothing. You know what I mean? Like you, you shovel past you. He's he wants to win. I think that uh, having a leader in himself and the and the guys, it just mentality is different. You know, they keep you know keep doubting us, keep doubting us, and we're gonna just you know prove each time that we're better. And um, 
I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited for this week. You know, we got the Kansas City Chiefs, arguably one of the best uh, football teams in the league. But uh, I'm I'm liking the Brown chances, man. If, the, if they beat the, the Chiefs, they're winning the Super Bowl. That's it. If they Dude, beat the Chiefs, they beat Patrick the Mahomes and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm, they get to the Super Bowl. I'm there. I, I, we're, we're, I'm going. How Can't how wait. would you celebrate their Super Bowl win? I'm like streak the field. I don't know. Something <laughs> soccer shit. I don't know. Who knows, man? It's been a tough. If you guys don't understand, I live an hour from Cleveland, where I'm from, an hour from Cleveland, an hour from Pittsburgh. So a lot of my family members are Steelers fans. A lot of them. It's me, my brother, my grandpa, Louie, that are Browns fans. Maybe my grandma is Brown fans, just because, you know, husband, wife. But um, it's tough every year, man. We are, we, are, we, it's been tough. I had to wear a Pittsburgh Steelers hat majority of my life during football season and it's uh this one's enjoyable this one's enjoyable um that my stepfather has to, to wear a browns hat for a week so what's funny is i'm a diehard bears fan and my high school uh, uh where i grew up 25 miles out of chicago our colors were green and gold and i hated the packers but every time we play yeah. sports or anything i'd address in green and gold and i'm just diehard blue and orange so that's what Tough. i had to deal with yeah, it's tough, man. Like, our our high school was orange, brown, and white. Like the Cleveland Browns, I'm like, I always look good in orange, brown, you know, white. But uh, you know, the Steelers, I don't know, the black and yellow, not the black and yellow gang. It's good times. Yeah. So we're here, Abu Dhabi. We really appreciate you coming on our podcast. How are those egg weights going, by the way? Are you still still shadow box and using those? You got some of the fastest hands. Yeah, I do. I like them. I uh, my brother actually, um, he uses them probably more than me. But yeah, I, I shadow box a lot. So those are great tools, man. Honestly, like we, I just brought that up in practice today because we're talking about we're doing a lot of switch dance stuff. And a lot of the guys, you know, it's hard to do regularly when with good footwork, but you're switching stances. You have to, you know, all your weight has to be evenly distributed. And like, yeah, number one thing that you guys don't do enough is shadow box, jump rope, and footwork drills. That's how you get to be elusive inside there. And you can, you can switch. And this game's evolving. You see, fires from all over being able to switch or from ortho to southpaw and back and forth and keep that all right i might go to overhand right going to southpaw and they're still flowing those combos and kicks and then just the game's evolving you have to keep evolving so those egg weights are a good tool to develop hand speed and like i said the underutilized tool is shadow boxing and i've also seen your son go with you to the gym right yeah, he's uh, he's a little bruiser, man. He likes to go to the gym. He likes to have fun. Um, yeah, he he likes. He's funny, man. He's in this he's in this period of his life where he thinks he's uh, Spider Man. So he just everything everything is just Spider Man to him. He wants me to hold him. He acts like we have to climb walls. We be at the grocery store. He wants me to climb. Climb the wall. Climb the wall. Got to hold him up, and he's acting like he's climbing up the wall. People are just like, what is? I'm like, oh, he thinks he's Spider Man. He wants to be Spider Man. Let the kid be Spider Man, and. When I brought the sub, he goes to the gym with us, and I'm like rapping one song. We we're going going live, and it was in between. We were switching position, like uh, north side. We we're going, uh, you know, turtle position. And we were going through all these kind of like bad positions to be in and going live and fighting out of it. And guy came out on the mat running and was like shooting song like he was shooting with webs and it was, it was hilarious I remember like Chris had to pick him up take him outside of the gym it's like I was shooting him I was shooting him dad I was like yeah so he's got my back he loves it and just being able to show him those kind of um, um, you know at a young age like hard work like you know he's like, daddy you working hard you know I'm like, oh yeah it makes me hard push harder you know so just getting that 
you know, developed into my early age. I mean, that's what my uncle did with us. He took us to the gym. He stuck us in the gym. And when he would box, I remember, you know, being in an old school garage and watching him, you know, hit the pads with his trainer, Chris Furry, and, you know, taking him to the YMCA and watching him run and, and, and do all his training. He took us right there. And, you know, a lot of times we ran with him on the treadmill when we were younger, we swam laps with him. And, um, it was memories that I have that I would like to have. Not saying I want Kai to be a fighter, but I want him to show him, you know, this is hard work, you know, and this is, you know, this, this is what you have to do to be able to get those toys and and, and appreciate the value of a dollar and understand, you know, that I have to go to work and, and, and be away from you, but you get to go to, you know, do a lot of things that you're able to do that some kids aren't fortunate enough to do, you know, so I just trying to, you know, do the best that I can and being a father and, you know, having my career, but, you know, balancing the life and with, with having a son, I feel more driven than ever. I think it took a little transition period for me to, you know, get out of that funk that I was in, you know, it's not coming home, you know, not coming home, uh, you know, without winning the fights, it's, it's tough, you know what I mean? Um, it's tough, you know, it's definitely, it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but, you know, you got to find that balance in life. And I got, you know, a kid that looks up to me and wants me to, you know, you know, do the best that I can. So I got to, got to, you know, show him a lot of, a lot of stuff that's inside of the gym. And uh, I enjoy bringing them, you know, I enjoy bringing them. It's fun. It's, it's enjoyable. Well, we appreciate you coming on our podcast. You're yeah. a great father, a great role model. A lot of people look up to you. Next time you're in Vegas, we're going to have to have you in studio. We got to get yes. you a shirt. Yes. And Let's make we're it happen. Just, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And then just the last question, because we're here on Fight Island, who wins, McGregor or Poirier? Gosh, uh, yeah, it's been the last question. It's kind of like we're done. We're done with the hard ones. Dude, it is such a different fight from when they fought the first time. I think both of the both of them, Dustin has games they come. They don't they don't breed Dustin Poirier's like anymore like that guy is like dude i'm down to be covered in blood to be you know beat up to be you know so tired you're gasping for air but keep coming you know i think mcgregor's at a different point in his life too that he has to win this fight he wants to get back to the top he understands what's at stake yeah he knocked him out however long ago um but from what i see from connor is is a lot different from what i've seen him in the past i feel like a lot in the past you know, you get you get pulled in different ways when you're that kind of when you're that big. When you're a Conor McGregor, you're getting pulled this way, this way, and this way. And I think now that he's just really settled in and is back to that. Not that he never worked hard or stopped working hard. That focus. And I feel I can speak on myself. I lost focus um, due to a lot of reasons, but focus. His focus is there, and Dustin's focus is always there, and he has a chance to. Uh, redeem himself, get revenge, you know, to put himself back into the title contention that he once had, you know, and Connor has everything right, you know, another loss sets him back and, you know, the naysayers and, and for Connor, I don't believe he, he falls into that, you know, kind of the critics and stuff, but for him, you know, he, he, he looks like it's a, a different Connor from what he's been posting on social media and seeing, you see him in the gym, you see his family in the gym with them. Um, I think he's at a different place in his life too. So I really think it's going to be an awesome fight. I, I truly believe that both of these guys are going to have the warrior spirit inside of there to make it, if it has to be a fire round, knock them out, you know, drag out fight, they will. Uh, I just can't, I, honestly, I, I couldn't even give you an honest 
answer who who is to win because they're just so such different fighters. I don't know. I'm just honestly, I think that's going to be a great fight. Um, I just I, I don't know. I mean, Connor's got power in his hands, and and Dustin looks good at 55. He's been you know battle tested his last few fights, and his game as they come. And and I think Connor's going to show up too. I just hope that it's a a great fight. Guess we should not have ended on that question. We didn't even get a prediction out of you. Wait, 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 okay. Well, who's your guys' prediction? Are you guys already biased? Or you guys can't say? Uh, uh, you give me a prediction, I'll give you a prediction. How about that? Right. I'll give you a prediction. <laughs> okay, if it, if it, um, damn, see, it's hard. I can't even give an honest prediction. I'm trying to get, like, think of you know, MMA math. I think if it, if it, if, if it, Connor beats him, it'll beat him early on. I think it's later yeah. in the rounds. I think, yeah. I just think, I just don't know why, I think that that Poirier will pull it off. Okay. No, I, I agree. The longer it goes, I think the better chance for Poirier. I just think there's something with mental psyche, mental warfare. I hate making predictions until I interview them. Uh, so it could change after I interview them. But right now I lean towards McGregor because of the mental warfare and because of the history, you can't ignore that. And they both improved. If you ask me who's improved since they, they both fought, I'd give a little bit of the edge towards Poirier um, and who's improved more as a fighter since they fought back then. But that might not mean anything when they come inside the cage a week and a half from now, but yeah, yeah, uh, I might change this when I interview them, but yeah, I lean towards uh, McGregor for those reasons. Yeah. It's all about energy, man, what they're bringing, you know, you, and you guys can feel that when you guys interview us fight week, you know, it's, it's different from, you know, I'm, I'm easy going, but fight week, you have a different, you can tell the guys that are gamers, man, they got a glazed look over the eyes, kind of stern straight to the point, you know, about what's going to happen inside there and what they're prepared to do. Um, Yeah. Excited. A week and a half away, man. Awesome. Can't wait. Great card. You got Holloway and uh, Cater this week. That's a dude. That's that's a great fight. That's a great that's fight. Know. fight. That's a great fight, dude. Those dudes, two caters boxing. He's got a nice hand. He sets it up. He he works. He fights out of his feet. Like you know, it's, you know, he, he's over there in Boston. He's got some great boxing, and so does Holloway. Holloway is tough as they come. I just I don't know. I don't know that that's a tough one too. I think Cater maybe can mix it up, mixes up a little bit better than than Holloway. But Holloway looked good in the Volkanovski fight, man. He looked good. I thought he won that fight. I, I truly, I truly believe that he won that fight um, the second time around. So he could probably have, you know, a chip on his shoulder. Like, fuck, I got to get back to this. Like, you know, it's, it's a big win for a big fight for him. It's a big uh, fight for Cater if he wins. It puts him right there. So, I mean, that's two back-to-back weekends. UFC is doing great things, man, this year. Early, uh, early, early presence for us. Feel like we could talk for hours. Next yeah. time we do this, I know. Let you guys go. Many guys eat this in breakfast. All right. Yeah. No, we yeah. appreciate you, man. Uh, best of luck. Let's let's push for that Aldo fight, yes. and we'll see you soon in person. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Such a great interview with Cody. I can't wait to have him in studio in Las Vegas, and we run this thing back. I feel like it can go for one, two, maybe three hours. Who knows? I know he's always great to chat with. Always great to catch up with, and. I'd be down to see him fight Jose Aldo. Excellent fight. Legend and champion going at it again. Man, we got we got we got some big things lined up here. Still have a couple of weeks here on Fight Island, week and a half or so. Three huge fights. We're stoked. I know. I can't wait to get 
all our interviews done. And like I said, not going to reveal everything in terms of what we have planned here on Fight Island. But make sure you guys stay tuned. And if you haven't already subscribed to your channel. Or Helen Yee's channel. Thank you, Helen Yee Sports. Because I know everybody loves it when I say sports at the end. I mean, it's just one-two punch that you cannot forget. Yee Sports. Yeah, well, ye, it's just, you know, when people ask me, how do you spell your name? I'm like, Y-E-E. -E. They're like, that's it. You know, so got to add a little twist to the end. Yes. All right. We got a huge day ahead. We got some interviews lined up. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening and watching or watching. Doesn't matter. And or maybe both. Episode 50 of the Schmo Zone podcast. We are out.